Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Neurick. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining me on this episode. It's so lovely to have you here. I really appreciate you being here. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things about internal family systems therapy, IFS therapy, and that is the self and the central role of the self and how that works in the model and as a big part of our healing. So, and I guess why I find this so exciting is because it aligns with a lot of the work that I've done in over the years with my own spiritual practice. Uh, that in most spiritual modalities, there is a kind of sense of a higher self or maybe a true self. And so in my own personal experience as a human being, I over the years, I've formed um, quite a secure internal relationship with a sense of my own self. And some of you will resonate with that. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And for some of you, it'll feel a lot more elusive. And for some of you, you'll be thinking, Jen, it sounds great. So how do I do that? Um, so wherever you're at, just know that it's perfect and it's okay, um, that it's all okay. And let's get curious together. So when Richard Schwartz started developing internal family systems back in the 80s, he was working with people with eating disorders and he was very focused on working with the eating disordered parts of clients. I don't really like that word disorder, but that is the word that's used a lot. Um, but there were parts of the client who might you know, restrict their eating, want to control, uh, maybe even want to punish the person. And people started speaking about these different voices and different parts of themselves that were wanting really different things. So when Richard Schwartz started this work, he wasn't looking for kind of a higher self or a soul self or anything like that. He was really looking at how do I promote healing and integration and calm in people's systems. So what he found was that as he worked with the protective parts of people's systems, the parts that were often causing um, a lot of distress, but when he started digging down into, well, what are they trying to achieve? What are their fears? Often it would come to this, well, I want to stop the client from disassociating or I I control my eating to stop my client, to stop, to stop myself, to stop this other part from hurting them, okay, from protect, maybe protecting them from a suicidal part. And so when all of these parts became um, unblended, right, so kind of moved away, moved away, moved away, he found that at the core of everyone was this core sense of self, and you might think of self a bit like the sun and the parts a bit like clouds that kind of obscure the sun. And so 
The sun is always there, but sometimes we just can't see it because it's covered by a thick grey cloud, which if you grew up in the UK, you might know, you might not see it for, for a really long time. And then suddenly when it comes out, you might feel this huge relief and a huge settling into the system. And that's actually one of the reasons why um, a lot of people who've experienced trauma um, often get drawn into um, very deep spiritual practices because they get to experience their self, they get to experience the sun shining through the clouds. And it's very, it's very attractive and lots of spiritual traditions have very valid ways of accessing that self. So back to IFS. So the self um, is something that we're all born with. And I think that can be a big relief to most people, especially if you feel like you don't have a very strong relationship with anything like a self that's felt quite elusive. Just to know that it's there can feel quite reassuring and it can't ever be damaged. Okay. And I get asked that quite a lot. Jen, I feel like because of this stuff that happened to me, I feel permanently like part of me is forever damaged. But this self can't be damaged, but it can be obscured, right? So in internal family system therapy, what we're doing is we're really working with those clouds to help them be warmed and defrosted and reintegrated into that amazing solar power that is the sun. So I hope that analogy is useful. So the self-energy is, it's very personal, but it's also transcendent. So it's kind of connected to everyone and everything. So what are the qualities of self? Well, when Richard was doing this work, he started to realize that there were very similar qualities that would be expressed by people when they were in, when they're unblended, unblended from the angry part, unblended from the critical part, unblended from the um, whatever the next part is showing up, that, that this kind of energy would come forwards and, and he, he, he consolidated it into kind of eight C words, which makes them a bit easier to remember. So curiosity is one of the main energies that will flow forward when we're in self. We might find ourselves sort of coming out of critical and suddenly thinking, oh, why is the person behaving like that? And it shifts everything. Or, oh, why am I behaving like that? And it can shift everything. Compassion, calm, confidence, courage, clarity. There can often be the sense of, ah, oh, I just know what to do now. Creativity is often something that comes forwards. Connectedness, so that sense of feeling connected not only to self, but to other people and to nature and to the planet. And I like to add in there kindness. My two things, for those of you who work with me a lot, you'll know is curiosity and kindness. So why do we lose connection with this true self? If we're born with it, if it's there and it's so, um, it has all these amazing qualities to it, then why do we lose connection with self? And I think that through our, through our, through just kind of growing up in the world, we naturally lose connection from our authentic selves. 
And we might have to suppress through our childhood really amazing qualities like curiosity or confidence. And we might need to do that for kind of self-protection. So if, for example, every time I express confidence, I'm told that I'm showing off and I'm ridiculed and put down, then I might learn to go quiet, to stay small. Maybe I get hit if I'm told that I'm showing off and I'm punished, right? So this part will will show up in me to say, Jen, stop, stop, stop being um, confident. Don't express that. It's not safe. And so over time, that 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 protective part that quietens me down kind of stands guard to make sure that, that this confidence doesn't get expressed. And our goal is to allow these guards, and we get lots of them as we grow up, to kind of leave their post, to sort of put their feet up on a deck chair. And they can only do that when they know that that, what we call an exile, who's been pushed down and hidden, that that um, confidence has been pushed down and the, the holding and tension and constraint around that exile is gently released. And that gets gently released through connection with self, okay? And when I was speaking in the last video about how exiles can get kind of frozen back in time, part of the warmth of the sun and of the self and that love essentially helps to form a connection again with those exiles so that our protectors who are standing guard trying to keep us safe, often working really hard to keep us safe, can start to relax. And often we find these parts that keep us small or keep us hidden. We might find other parts of us might find those really annoying. Why are you doing that? But actually they're kind of our heroes. Often we, they kept us safe. So they get quite a bad rap. So let's talk a little bit about blending and what blending is in, in internal family systems. So when we're blended with a part, so let's say I might have a very strong manager part and that manager part might sound like this. Okay, Jen, we have to get up today. We've got a lot to do. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to do this. We've got to get the kids off to school. We've got to get the lunches done. We've got to get, we've got to answer some emails before we start seeing any clients today. We would like to get a, a nice walk in and there can be quite a strong manager part. And does it sound like I might have a strong manager part? If it does, you're right. I do. I have quite a strong manager and in a way she's awesome. Yep, she really helps me organize my life. She helps me get stuff done. And sometimes I have to admit that I am in awe of my own manager part. She can be amazing. But that turn that up too loudly, right? She can have a tendency to take over my life. Where if I come to kind of sit down and relax, she can um, start whispering in my ear. And it might not be a whisper, it might sound more like, Jen, you can't stop now. You've got so much still on your to-do list. Maybe some of you are resonating with this. Yeah, maybe some of you think, ah, oh, Jen, I also have a strong manager part. So we can become blended with these parts where I feel like, well, that's me. I am a to-do list person. I'm very good at managing myself. I'm very good at managing other people. That's me. 
And I can, that, so it's, think of that again as that, a big cloud that's covering the sun. And I can lose connection with all of those beautiful C words, the curiosity and the creativity and the connectedness, because this manager part, who might have kept me safe and organized when I really needed it when I was a bit younger, is now taken over. And so I feel like that's who I am. And so that's when I'm blended with a part. Now, the other way that parts can be in our life is if something happens and maybe I'm being really curious and really compassionate and I'm really open and something happens and suddenly I'm shouting at this man in the car who just did this ridiculous thing and we nearly had an accident and I'm furious and I'm raging and suddenly I feel like, oh my goodness, who on earth am I? Yeah. And that can be when we're triggered and a part, could be an angry part, some kind of protective part comes in and we can feel quite different in our body, our voice might change and we can feel like I didn't know who I became then, I don't even know what happened, it was like this other part just took over me. And I often hear people speak in that language, Jen, I felt like some other person took over my body. I didn't even know, I didn't even think it was me. Yeah. So that will be, and often there can be quite a bit of shame that happens after that, those big, those big sort of triggering events, there can be shame that comes up then. So we can have parts that come in and we blend for a time and parts that we're kind of blended with quite a lot consistently. So when, um, a, when we're blended with a part, we are seeing through the eyes of that part. So let's say I have a very protective part who, who was bullied maybe at six years old and that part started to become very protective of me and uh, avoiding of large groups of people. And maybe when I go into situations where there's lots of people, I start to feel like I'm six years old. I start to look down, I start to avoid the people, I start to fear, have thoughts that say, okay, when can I leave, looking at my watch, are they looking at me, Do they, are they looking and thinking that I'm, that I'm dressed strangely, did, did I say the right thing then, did I do, did I, am I, are they about to start talking about me behind my back, and it might suddenly be that I'm in a six-year-old part or a 13-year-old part, who went through bullying and remembers what that feels like and just wants to get away. So we can, parts of us can kind of carry these burdens of these past experiences. And part of what we do in IFS is help those parts to release those burdens in a very beautiful, very soulful way and receive very deep healing from the self and with the self. And the therapist helps you access that place of self so that you can really tend to those parts who really need healing. They really need help and defrosting and, and to be reintegrated into the system. So you might be thinking, okay, Jen, this sounds great. So how do we unblend? 
And that is something that I'll talk a lot more about in another episode, in episode nine, called Working with Protective Parts in Internal Family Systems Therapy. And in that episode, I'll be giving you an example from my own system. So I hope that you'll get a really um, good understanding of how to work with protective parts and also exiles. Another thing to know about parts and about self-energy is that all parts, even the ones that feel like they want to hurt us, even the ones that are really critical at us, always telling us we're not doing good enough, we're not doing good enough, when we dig down, they all have self-energy in them. And I like to think of it like a cloud with a little drop of sunlight in the middle. And that part of what we're doing in IFS therapy is helping you to access that bit of spark of sun in the cloud, defrosting that and helping it reintegrate into the self. And those parts can actually go, go back to doing what they were doing before they had to take on that job of protecting the system in some way. They've been carrying this burden. I've got to work really hard to protect you from those groups of people. Yeah. And so when that part doesn't have to do that anymore and it gets updated so it's not stuck in the past when you were being bullied, oh, I can relax. Yeah, I can relax and go back into the self and take up a different role, which might be of holding joy or playfulness, something very different. And often in myself, when I'm doing the work, in my clients, when they're doing the work, I'll see people, oh, as the shifts happen, oh, so much better. Yeah, as they start to connect with that self-energy. So parts have self-energy. The other thing to know about self is that ideally self is leading the internal system. A little bit like the conductor of an orchestra that we have all of these parts. And sometimes I feel like mine are like in a stadium. There's so many different parts. They're like in a stadium. And the aim is for self to be the conductor at the front. And that each of those instruments is checking in with self, is feeling held by self, and that we're all heading in the same direction, feeling safe. Yeah. And it helps us do things that we might be really afraid of doing when all parts that are feeling scared are able to come on board with us. We're not having this kind of polarity of these parts that feel really frightened and don't want to do it. And these parts who are saying, oh, you're really lazy. Why can't you do it? I'm really angry with you. When we get all parts on board, when they're all looking at the self, when they're all playing the same music, there's much more flow through life. There's much more ease, there's much more joy, and there's much more energy to be working with when the whole orchestra is in harmony, rather than half heading towards rock and roll and half heading towards Vivaldi. So when that happens, and all of those different instruments that are connected to self, we are really cultivating what I call internal secure attachment. Because all of those different parts who might in the past have looked to other people for safety, looked to other people for validation, looking to other people for permission, they're suddenly looking towards me, yeah, towards self being held and cared for by self, and it just changes everything. 
The other thing to know is that self-energy is inherently protective and that the more self-energy you feel on a daily basis, the more protected and the safer you'll feel inside your body. And that's huge, especially if you've experienced a lot of boundary violations. Um, we build up, can build up like a quotient of this amazing internal safety and protection. And there are different practices that you can do to kind of help build up that self-energy. And one of them is practicing internal family systems therapy, internal family systems meditations. So I hope that's given you a really good overview into the central role of self in IFS therapy and a good, I hope that I've um, passed on to you my own experience there with self energy that for me it can almost become a little bit addictive that feeling that sense of um, deep inner peace, deep connectedness, curiosity and wonder, it, it helps me to be so much more compassionate with other people and it really helps me when I'm in my own self and I interact then with other people's parts, it's much easier for me to think, ah, oh, that's that person's protective angry part. That person just got really scared and so their big protector came up and I so get that. That makes so much sense rather than meeting that with my own protector, my own angry part. Yeah. So in the next video, we'll be exploring more deeply some other parts of our system. We'll be exploring, I mean, I touched on the exiles, so we'll be exploring exiles, managers and firefighters, and we'll be clearing up a lot of confusion um, around inner child and inner child behavior and it's confusion that I know that I had and I've been doing inner child work for over 18 years and when I learned IFS it cleared up some confusion that I'd had and so maybe you're fresh to this and you, you haven't done any inner child work and so there's no confusion but if you have um, then I hope that what I share in the next episode will help clear that up. If you don't want to miss that please make sure you hit subscribe and you'll be notified as soon as it drops. So I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, please like, subscribe and share. It really helps to grow the channel. The show notes are available as always on my website, psychotherapycentral.health. We'll also find my free course on breaking relationship cycles. So from my heart, thank you for being here and for being part of this community. And I hope you have a really wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.